0: i wanna i wanna say that the guy who signed off on that uh that robo call and uh that laxing of uh restrictions where debt callers can call you all hours of the night and shit uh you used to be they you were
1: you af- at nine o'clock you had a safe haven until the next morning exactly <laughs>
2: exactly it was like it was you know like running I mean? into a church and claiming what they call that if you were like being chased by someone you could run into a church and claim like um Asylum, asylum or, or a- a- asylum. amnesty or something like that. Yeah, amnesty, amnesty yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> It's like, sorry, you can't cross this holy threshold. Do it, people don't do that enough anymore. I don't know why no. I, I haven't thought of that. There's been plenty of times I've been in trouble. I should have just ran inside of a church, closed the double doors shut. Yeah. yeah. Do they? Do they still? I want to know if they still
0: do this. Uh, I mean, I guess it's sort of a similar idea, but uh. You know, do do firehouses still take babies that get left on like you know, on the steps or a church? I guess a
2: church as well, right? You know what I mean, like a I little bundle. Not.
1: I hope not in Wattsburg, Kentucky. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, dude, where do you think firefighters come from? Like those, th- those, those firefighters are all just raised. Oh, they're just babies, babies that have raised been raised in the way of the fire. Not a lot
1: of people know this, but if you were ever abandoned as an orphan, you became a firefighter, <laughs> and that's why they did it.
0: Yeah. It's like Tarzan with firefighters.
1: Yeah, he's exactly like he's like
0: instead of swinging through the vines and shit, he's swinging up and down with the firefighter pole. sliding mm-hmm.
1: up and down. Or or Moses, I guess Moses is another example of an abandoned baby that turned out okay. Uh,
0: shout out to the abandoned babies, man.
1: There's another, Dr. John Winglock Ng, a Kung Fu master slash Rite Aid pharmacist in Whitesburg, Kentucky, that <laughs> claims he was abandoned in a brown paper sack in Tiananmen Square in China. And <laughs> who but and who but the world Kung Fu master, Sin Tay, came along and found him and raised <laughs> him a, as a, his own.
0: In a paper bag? What was he, like, hatched from an egg or some shit? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I,
1: I don't know, bro, but I tell you what. Doctor John could stand on an empty pop can without crushing
2: it. He's, I mean, he's come a long way. I mean, imagine you're found in a paper bag along with like a, um, a mouthwash bottle of E and J brandy, <laughs> and in Tiananmen Square, and you're, and then like you over the course of your life, you, you slowly make your matriculation into Whitesburg, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Where you kick, f- yeah, the kung fu world of Whitesburg, Kentucky,
0: the kung fu pharma, kung fu pharmacist—that should be a movie. Well, man.
1: let's not get it twisted. John Ng's known the world over. That's true. He's trained world champions, yeah, national champions, everything. But he makes his home in Whitesburg, Kentucky. But Ng family kung fu rings bells in that
2: world. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's like how Yellow Springs is a small town that has Dave Chappelle. Well, we have John Ng. Yeah, yeah. We have John Ing. Yeah,
1: you know. he did. He he is he subdued a robber one time until the authorities arrived and they, he had him, he had him in some hold where <laughs> the guy's hands were up to his face or here, and he just moved his knees and smashed <laughs> him
0: like this. So he just it's, he's just like he's just knocking it back and forth <laughs> on his cheeks. He just he just tumbled, it, it just tumbled, it just knee whopping him. Um, yeah,
2: I like that. that. It's that also sounds like a, a, a go ahead, Terrence. My bad. It's just, all I was going to say is just, like, if you're talking about immobilizing someone, you know, because it's been in the discourse lately with, like, Jordan Neely and everything. It's like, what, what the fuck? Why does everyone go towards the immediate most violent, lethal action? Like, what happened? This is the thing, man. This is, like, people talk about, like, tradition, and they, like, talk about, like, um the loss of quote-unquote traditional masculinity and Mm -hmm. return or whatever. It's like men were men when they could immobilize someone in a clever way. Like, that's really what it... It's like people... You know what I'm talking about? Like, people... It's just like... Real masculinity
1: is not like harming somebody real masculinity is if you can get them in a hold enough to kind of just embarrass them a little bit <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Or, or like even like you know even like uh the the classic duel i mean you know to the death shore but you know one man would probably invite another one but one by slapping him in the face with like you know like a white glove you know what i mean then they would uh they would stand they would walk away and turn to each other and face each other and stand apart you know it was a uh, you know, you know what i mean you you it, there was honor to it, I guess is what I'm saying. Have
2: y'all seen that sport where people, or Tom just referenced it, where people stand there and they slap the shit out of each other? It's yeah. like they should make... The slap league. This, have you the seen slap that, The
0: power slap? Nah, I've heard of slap boxing. There's a slap league? Uh, it's
1: these guys, and they take turns slapping, and usually don't take turns if you run up on, uh,
2: what's his, that guy's name? Big Pat something. Yeah, they said no one survives a slap from him.
1: This guy did, and then he keyed it up, and then he and then the master became, the student became the master.
2: <laughs> I Yes, yeah, I think that they should do what you said, Aaron. You slap each other with white, like you take off your glove one finger at <laughs> yeah. a time and slowly inch it off, and then you slap the shit out of your opponent with that glove.
0: Yeah, yeah man, we don't need to be choking people out, you know? Yeah. We need to be trying or, to actually kill people. Or
2: even just like... even just like like um a lasso like uh you know like throwing a rope over someone and it goes all the way over them and then to their feet and you pull it tight and they just pull up like a a cowboy the wild wild west like a sheriff that's the thing like people all these dudes are training like alt-right guys and people on the left too like john brown gun club or whatever everybody's training to just absolutely obliterate the shit out of each other and it's like y'all are all fucking up because what i'm doing is i'm just training how to cleverly hog tie. <laughs> <Hog-tie>. i'm training <laughs> how to
1: hog tie terrence's gonna get rodeo on him he's got you know here they put those like women's panties on like a pig and then <laughs> yeah. that's what Terrence is gonna do just to humiliate people
0: dress them up like a clown or something while he's got them lasso I just I just want to do like ingenious Looney Tunes traps you know what I'm saying like paint like a tunnel on the side of a wall yeah. shit like that or maybe like or maybe like you know what I mean like have somebody walk over a pit that's been covered over with leaves so they just drop into it no spikes at the bottom or we can spice it up maybe sometimes but you know
1: what I'm hearing what I'm hearing is the bemoaning of the death of the booby trap. <laughs> yeah,
2: man. The whimsical booby trap. <laughs> What's
1: one? When's the last time you heard of a good booby there, trap? There,
2: there's none anymore. <laughs> they don't use you know, booby traps anymore.
0: So. Dude, remember the show? Even shows? the ancient
1: Egyptians knew this, right? Like, you go to like, King Tut's tomb, and <laughs> yeah. you're subject to some booby traps. <laughs>
0: I mean I think I think uh, you know, I knew there was resurgence with the booby trap Well, I mean, the show in the 90s, there were these shows especially on Nickelodeon, these kids' channels where it was like um, you know, Escape from the Temple of Doom or some shit like that. You know what I yeah. mean? But, yeah. they, but that was a hidden temple and yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to bring it back a couple years ago, but
2: uh That was doll. That was ass, bro. That was like a <laughs> Debordian thing though. It was like it was a collective Acknowledgement that we could no longer have the booby trap, and so we it's true. So we project
0: it was a Foucaultian type of yeah, we projected it 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 into the the mediated
2: space where our fantasies of booby traps could then be expanded upon and lived out. But like in the real world, (laughs) that's the thing. Like people talk about like January 6th, like that's, that's the funniest thing to me. It's like, okay. You let them storm your building, and you didn't even have—you didn't even have a giant boulder roll out of a closet when they <laughs> opened it and chase someone down a hall. You didn't even have—you didn't even have like a poison-tipped spear, like you yeah. <laughs> had poison
0: darts. I mean, I mean the Q, the Q the QAnon shaman—you know—he came dressed for the occasion for the- too. <laughs> 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 you have not so not so much as a tripwire that landed him in some sort of a net. <laughs> he,
1: he came dressed to be booby trapped and they didn't <laughs> even meet
0: you're right. They did not rise to the occasion. You're t- you're-
1: and in the process, set a dangerous
0: precedent. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you also too, you know what I mean? I mean, there, there are definitely booby traps. They're more deadly, but also very comical and clever. I mean, you have all this money, you know what I'm saying, to protect like you know this hollowed institution, and you don't even have like those c- closing walls, you know what I'm saying? Yes, that close someone in,
2: like you <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> we
0: really, yo, they really need to up the security, man. I think, uh, I think if they did that, we would have seen a, we would seen a better that's outcome.
2: The, you know? that, like that, they, they fucked up, like employing the DC Capitol Police. As their like security guard, no, you need like two hundred little Macaulay Culkin motherfuckers <laughs> from Home He's Alone. group of motherfuckers. <laughs> that, yeah, those that was booby trap. That was great booby trap content. Like tarantulas yeah. crawling on people, Pe- stepping on nails. Stepping on nails.
1: Ice in the stairs. Classic. <laughs> God,
0: man, yo, you're so right, man. If our like, if our, uh, if our, uh, I guess national security was instead fostered by a bunch of little Macaulay Culkins. Yo, I feel like it would be a lot cheaper, more humane, and a lot, a lot funnier. Yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be yeah. the, joint, the joint chiefs of staff are being replaced by a bunch of shithead nine-year-olds.
2: <laughs> Who have been left alone. They've been left home alone. <laughs> yeah. For the week.
0: Uh, has to make yeah, sure that brings some... me... go, ahead, go ahead, Tom, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Tom. No, go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead, Tom. Don't. Go ahead. I didn't say
1: nothing. Nah, I was just going to say... Uh, if there's nothing more to say on booby traps, we need to get down to brass tacks here real quick. Yeah, what? We got MGK versus Jack Harlow ensconced <laughs> in the War Wards. War of Word Words. War of War. War Walls. War War Wars. Are they are they, beef? are they beefing? Is that that's what's going on? I just saw it. MGK's uh fired the first uh the opening uh, salvo.
2: Yeah, um so is this is this truly the death of rap? I mean it's like is this is this its death rattle? Yeah.
0: And this is in news, yeah. Yeah, this is I feel like yeah, this is the culmination of a of a slow death spiral, man.
1: I should No one's well, going to be I talking didn't about ask for it. It. But I was I was just going to say you going to be on the right side of history and go Harlow <laughs> or are you going I, Is that I, the
0: right I, side of history? Ride with that? I was
2: gonna, say, are you, I should <laughs> clarify. I've never actually listened to Jack Harlow. I'm sure that like it's fun, but the um but I do know that Machine Gun Kelly. I always get him confused with Marjorie Taylor Green. They've got like similar. <laughs> they've got similar.
1: MGK and yeah,
0: that's an easy mistake <laughs> to make. Both blondes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I get him confused with Yellow Wolf Man. Yeah. What they kind of in-
0: both blur as the same person? Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, MGK has come out and he said that. Uh, he said that Jack Harlow's jacked the flow of Drake. And then he's also got this great line where he references Kubrick's like most well known movie. And then his next line is that might have gone over your heads. <laughs> <And> it's like <laughs> mm, I think we've all seen it.
2: <laughs> I think we know exactly what you're talking about, brother. <laughs> yeah, we got you. I love that. So, he like references so, like Ant Man or like a Marvel movie. He's like, That might have gone over <laughs> your girls heads, though. References Ed or Ga- <laughs> some shit like that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm small, and then I get big like I'm Paul Rudd and Ant-Man. That might have went over some of <laughs> y'all's heads, man. Bars. <laughs> Y'all remember when, in Rolling Stone, when he had all those insane fucking things? Like we said, Megan Fox approached him for the first time, who's since left his ass, and, and she said, I smell weed, and he said, I am weed. <laughs> I am B- Yeah. Man. And just thought yeah. it was the like the deepest shit it anybody had ever
0: said. You uh-huh. know what though? I think just for just for him saying that I gotta uh, I gotta I gotta join his side, man. Also too, I wanna ask you a question. Um rap rap battles of uh of uh yesteryear, uh rap beefs, uh often ended in uh tragedy, uh financial ruin. Um I mean, you know, things that no one is too ever proud of, but uh people at least get to talk about for years to come. What do you what do you how do you see this uh this latest—I uh, don't even call—milk it, milk toast, uh, wonder bread, rap, uh, rap battle, rap beef, uh, transpiring talk. Yeah, uh, here's
1: what I'd say. Here, there's being a white rapper, rapper is tough in the sense that I feel like you have to have this like excoriating self-analysis for it to work. Uh-huh. Uh, the reason Eminem worked for a while until it didn't work anymore hmm. was because when you're 26. You could be a white rapper, and it worked because it. Does, you don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah, yeah. When you're 56, <laughs> it's like I've been doing this for 30 years. Okay. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, you know what I mean? And no. not saying it's not even a question of talent. The problem I feel like with white rappers nowadays is a simple one. Is uh, where is that excoriating self analysis of like Eminem and the Beastie Boys? Like you take yourself way too goddamn seriously, yeah. and that's when it stops working. Yeah, they don't have a yeah. chip
2: on their shoulder.
1: Yeah. All right.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. And also. Yeah. Go, ahead, no, go, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, no, you go. Ahead. No, no. I was
0: just gonna say. <laughs> I was just gonna say real quick too. I think. <laughs> I think part of the show. Nah, 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 nah. Now you go. Now you go. No, really, no. No, nah, but uh, I also think too. Uh, just real quick, Terrence. Uh, I think that. I think that they also don't have a sense. That part of that self awareness also means a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Like a wittiness to it. And um, nah, man, you can't try to do like. I mean, like, yeah, you could talk about hardship, or you could talk about, especially like, yeah, like rap music has always been like, I guess sort of like um you know kind of rooted in like personal experience right like working class i guess right but uh now it's either like a little bit too much of that where it seems like a little bit too much like like i mean macklemore and that uh that thrift shopping store that thrift like that thrift store song or something like that or it's just somebody like trying to do like the uh the mafioso type of luxury rap and it's like dude that that
2: also doesn't work you know just be funny be real man you know what What, i want to see a white rapper that's rapping from the perspective of because like When I was growing up, the accusation against the white rappers I knew was that they were, I guess to put it in a term that would be PC today, culturally appropriating the black experience. But I want to see a white rapper that culturally appropriates an experience that is totally off the mark. Like a white rapper that's rapping from the perspective of of a south asian person <laughs> so yeah
1: i was gonna <laughs> yes. say so you know what i mean like he's just rapping about the pakistani indian american experience that's what i was gonna say yeah or like somewhat yeah like totally, but totally in, in, a, in a medium that was not started in that part of right. the world right. and doing <laughs> yeah. it totally
2: unironically
0: right <laughs> yeah. where, where you have to question like yo did he like grow up there is he like an Arby brat like does he like you know what i'm saying like did he go to school there <laughs> But nah, man, it's just yeah, like part of his bit. Nah, you know what? He needs to take it a step further, man. Um, you know, I know it's gonna be controversial, but um, you know, you know that uh, you know that book we were talking about, Terrence, that you told us about, with that guy who wrote uh the story of uh, Nat Turner, yes, like as if he was gay, William man, Stein. yeah, just like yeah, man, just like you know, just like do something like that, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, just do something completely out of fucking left field <laughs> where you're like rapping about like Frederick Douglass being like I don't know, man, like I don't know. <laughs> and you know i mean the lives would probably like it'll be like a kind of hamilton thing but it also be like you know witty and funny you know People
1: yeah it would it would be so sick if you had a white rapper that's gonna make like a like a a very woke album like you know what i'm saying and i'm not yeah. talking like just in terms of like having the rap right politics or whatever yeah, yeah. but i mean like in terms of like he's just like yeah he's just talking about like the, the conversations between frederick Douglass and john brown and how he feels <laughs> like he's john brown yeah
0: yeah yeah you know? like i'm the
1: 2023
0: john brown you know oh, what i mean man, that'd be you know what that's that's such a good point because all right we've covered this before but like conservative rappers right yeah but, like they make their raps explicitly like okay they're on you know what i mean like they're they're all in like the the the, the culture war and all of like you know uh trump and stuff like that make them our great again, But. Like, you'll have rappers like Eminem, I guess. Or you have, like, black rappers, too, that are socially conscious. But no, you're right, Tom. Somebody who's, like, a lib. Like, a straight lib. You know? Eminem, Eminem, surprisingly, is a
1: huge lib. He is a huge lib. Which is word. funny. That's true. That's true he is. It's like Eminem is probably watching MSNBC around the clock. didn't oh, probably had. CNN until a few days ago with the Trump thing. <laughs> That's when he said
2: no more. I'm just, I'm honestly just kind of sad that there's no, like, postmodern. There's no attempts at, like, a postmodern style in rap. Like, perhaps one of the only attempts at it was that Nas song where he raps from the point of view of a gun, which is one of the stupidest songs I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't work, but I applaud the effort. I applaud
0: the effort. Yeah. 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 I mean, a little bit dark, but you just reminded me of um, uh, that Biggie song where he's, like, rapping about suicide. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's a narrative, you know what I mean? And And ready to die? Yeah, man.
1: Well, Biggie's like a storyteller. There, there's not a lot of great storytellers left around anymore. Like, Clever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I like it all. I'm not like saying, oh, man, rap is... Mumble rap sucks, man. No, I'm not like a, you know... Uh, you know a rap is uh, dead kind of
0: person, because I hate when people say yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I, 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 I'm not like a subliminal sw- swimming pool uh, guy. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, uh, but like... Um, yeah, it would be it would be cool to
2: have a little bit of that storytelling element back into it. You know, there's room for it all. <laughs> I, I that reminds me. So the MGK, that's right, right MGK, right. That and the Jack Harlow thing. Like before, this gets too heated up because we know this is this is only going to end in one way. One of these mm. fellows is going to wind up dead, <laughs> and before. <laughs> Like shot or like you know, sh-
1: that would be so sick if like if like Jack. Goes, Listen, there's like one way,
2: one of us is leaving this battle, and that's in a body. If uh-huh.
1: <laughs> for real, this.
2: Thing. Well, I'm just saying we need to stave off another Tupac Biggie type disaster. Exactly. And yeah. We need to introduce the booby trap. So it's like yes, that one of you know, the booby traps, guys, booby trap each other before yeah. it gets out of hand. we just put these guns away. Practical prank yeah. each other, man. Like you know, like I don't know, Jack Harlow,
0: MGK. When you're going out to get your morning paper or something like that, and you open your door, and I don't know, a bucket of like slime or goo falls on top of your head. You know, and Jack Harlow's across the street giggling and laughing and driving away. Like you know, that, that sounds
1: traps and pranks. That's, uh, you know? That's how you have a beef.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> when tensions get too heated, you push the other guy into
2: quicksand.
1: Exactly, but exactly. not the kind that kills you. That you know, you just kind of get like stuck at <laughs> mid waist,
2: and then somebody pulls you. So, out. Well, yeah. I mean, I think all quicksand would kill you at a certain point. But the thing is, is you want to provide someone with the means to escape.
1: Exactly. Man, it would be so bad to get stuck in quicksand. That that's that's terrifying. like. That's the high end of booby trap. It was one of my, <laughs> you know I mean? dude. It That's was one of my biggest booby
2: trap
0: too. That's an ecological booby trap. Yeah,
2: you know, totally. It was one of my biggest fears as a kid. Truly, it's because like truly. where I grew up, there was a bunch of sand, and I thought that it could just be anywhere. I was mm-hmm. like, you could just walk. It, like, I didn't know that it was like only in a specific part of the world. Mm-hmm. That it could anywhere there <laughs> wherever was sand. they filmed Indiana Jones. Yeah, see <laughs> <laughs> so that shit be your backyard. <laughs> oh, I do. Speaking of the. Machine Gun Kelly, I smell weed. I am weed. Thing, <laughs> did y'all see? There was um an op ed in the New York Times from Ross Duthat that was like, I had it. I was reading it before we got on. I saw it right before we got on. It's legalizing marijuana is a big mistake. Oh boy. Uh. Um. And it's about how the weed, the city smell like weed. Apparently, they really do. Everybody that I talked to from New York, I'm like, I'm always really like, do. I'm like, oh, New York smells like weed, and they're like, no, it really does. And I was like, oh, no, it it, it really does <laughs> smell like weed. I'm not, I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like when
0: I went through, when I was there a couple of weeks ago, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to entertain any of the right wing, um, like, uh, uh, you know, like reefer madness panic or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, it it smelled like weed, man. You know, it did. <laughs> it, was like, it was like it was like it was like walking into like my godmother's house like as a kid. I mean, even still now, you know, because my godfather smokes a hell of a lot of weed. But yeah, you know, it was like a like New York. New York is like um, it's like a metropolis version of like a college dorm room. You know what I'm saying with the Bob Marley flag on the wall and the shit. You know,
2: I'm on, like Tim puller one of those guys that come to East Kentucky and they think it, it smells like weed everywhere. And it's like, no, dude, that's just dead skunks. Like they're everywhere. Yeah, this yeah
0: is that's you don't know what it smells <laughs> like.
2: That'd be, I shouldn't, that was a bad joke. That was like a y'all star. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Um. Oh,
0: shit. So what's so his, uh, so, so is his main complaint, is Ross's uh, main complaint that because New York smells like weed, that not even, not even <laughs> the complaints that people are making like, oh,
2: like people aren't working and no one wants to work because everyone's high. But, like, is he just worried about the smell? His main complaint is that if you oppose legalized mari- legalizing marijuana, you're not cool. They, they've been boxed into being uncool. Who he he boxed himself in? Nobody else boxed you in, dog. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like you, you just. You did that to
0: yourself. <laughs> you, just, you, you, you did that to could just not write a fucking column on it. <laughs> you could just not write a column on it, Express Your Views, or you could just be chill and smoke some weed. Mm-hmm.
1: So big Ross has boxed New York City and uh, painted them
0: into a corner, huh?
2: Well, I, y'all, we can read it if you want. It's uh, yeah, it's not yeah. too long. It's um, a hot
0: box into a corner.
2: Hot box into a corner. <laughs> yeah. Um. Of all the ways to win a culture war, the smoothest is to just make the other side seem hopelessly uncool. So it's been. So it's been with the march of marijuana legalization. There have been moral arguments about the excesses of the drug war and medical arguments about the potential benefits of pot. But the vibe of the whole debate is pitted the chill against the uptight, the cool against the square, the relaxed future against the principal skinners of the past.
0: Can, can I just say, can I just say from, a, uh, from just like a straight up analysis, like if you're worried about like people uh, saying that you're lame and you're not cool, it's probably because you're not cool. <laughs> it's a it's, it's value judgment that probably tracks. Right? Uh huh. Just going to be keeping
1: a buck with you, Ross. You haven't been cool for a while. <laughs> I had t- some tough medicine, I know but
2: as support for legalization has climbed commanding a two-thirds majority in recent polling any contrary argument has come to feel a bit futile and even modest cavils are couched in an apologetic and defensive style of course I don't question the right to get high but perhaps the pervasive smell of weed in our cities is a bit unfortunate I'm not a narc or anything but maybe New York City doesn't need quite so many unlicensed pot dealers all of this means that you're it absolutely take- a narc that's literally what being a narc is <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like uh, that's all in italics. I don't really know what the point. All of this means that it will take a long time for conventional wisdom to acknowledge the truth that seems readily apparent to squares like me. Marijuana legalization, as we've done it so far, has been a policy failure, a potential social disaster, a clear and evident mistake, a potential social disaster. It's like, what I, the okay, fuck
0: th- go ahead, sir. i just that's so frustrating for him to say real quick because it's just like it's like so what is the alternative was the war on drugs which i mean is arguably still going on you know what i mean just because like weed is legal in a lot of states but also it's just like i mean i don't know man it's just what do you so what's your alternative then you know i mean yeah sure in new york there are a lot of bodegas and stuff that are like unregulated that sell weed but i mean Who's being? I don't know. Like who's being? I would love. I would love him to pull some studies, right? Instead of like these <laughs> reefer madness 1950s fears. You know what I'm saying?
2: What one of the studies he's pulled mm. is from the Manhattan Institute. Do you know what? Okay,
0: that is? The, the 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 lame the lame little dick motherfucker institute. Okay, Chris all right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the 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 get no, gets no pussy institute. <laughs> <I saw. laughs> I wonder what they have to say on the subject of cool. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, oh, shit. Um, yeah, the best version of the Squares case is an essay by Charles Fane layman of the Manhattan Institute, <laughs> explaining his evolution from youthful libertarian to grown-up prohibitionist. It will not convince readers who come in with stringently libertarian presuppositions who believe on high principle that consenting adults should be able to purchase, sell, and enjoy almost any substance short of fentanyl, and that no second-order social consequence can justify infringing on this, right? But Layman explains in detail why the second-order effects of marijuana legalization have mostly vindicated the pessimists and skeptics. Um... Okay, just just quick here. First, on the criminal justice front, the expectation that legalizing pot would help reduce America's prison population by clearing out nonviolent offenders was always overdrawn, since marijuana convictions made up a small share of the incarceration rate, even at its height. Uh, I, I it's funny because like as someone who both supports decriminalization and legalization and supports abolition, that never even occurred to me. Like, maybe I'm dumb, but, like, it never even, like, I never was that stupid enough to think that, like, yeah, you just decriminalize this one drug. Like, you're going to have to decriminalize all the drugs. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, like, there
0: are also, I'm assuming, people are, like, maybe, like, marijuana. Like, there's a lot of other shit that's probably involved. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of other shit you'd have to tackle as well, you know? You're not just going to, like, empty the jails because, like, now everyone who's, like, smoked the joint and got arrested for it is free. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, and also, like, they use the statistic in this that, like, only 12% of people in the carceral system are drug offenders. And it's, like, I don't even know how you define that. I, people say that all yeah. the time as a kind of gotcha to be, like, well, we do need prisons. But it's, like, okay, I don't know how you define that. Are you defining that as a possession charge because like there's a lot of other crimes, quote unquote, that are sort of attendant and adjacent to drug use, and the, exactly. also, also just being in the world where you're acquiring drugs brings you to, into an interfacing with other crimes, and so it's like the entire, the, the entire criminalized sphere of drug use is. What's driving a lot of those incarceration rates? Even if it's like yeah, fucking domestic violence and murder and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's. Yeah. That it right. is adjacent to substance use and, su- and getting those substances. I don't exactly know. Exactly. Does that
0: make sense? No, that makes perfect sense, too. And it's also just like, I mean, I, mean, I don't know, like. I know that um when Biden, I mean, not that I'm playing, guess I'm playing devil's advocate or I, I, I mean like, Damn. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Hold I gotta, I got like <laughs> let me just let, play a little devil's just, advocate. Let me just, <laughs> say, just be a devil real quick. Let me be a demon. No, but I mean like, okay, like even when Biden, like even when Biden, which I would guess like I was supported, supportive of when Biden, I guess um. Um, what did he do I guess he tried to encourage states to like you know release people from prison that had like low level drug offenses something or like, that. And stuff like that yeah but, yeah but like yo but like even us like on the left like you know and we we support like legalization uh, prohibition Um, we understand too that that doesn't mean that everybody's getting out of jail because there were people who weren't American citizens right that were not affected by that benefited from that you know so I'm just saying like I'm saying what's your terms, to the terms? Mm-hmm. there are a lot of other things that are like attenuant to that where it's like yeah I don't think anyone who's like an advocate of legalization argues for this one size fits all. They understand that it's this like approach that needs to be, you know, multi-pronged, you know what I mean? Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I mean, also at the kind of like root at it, root of it, it's like, uh, I mean, okay. It says like, as you're, as he's arguing here, he says, um, layman argues that there is no good evidence that legalization reduces racially discriminatory patterns of policing and arrest, and it's like i mean that may be true it probably is true but it, that, that's no reason to like just cordon off another sphere of like substance possession as criminalized behavior i mean it doesn't make any sense I, you know. I don't know.
0: It doesn't... Yeah, like, also, too, is like, well, I don't know, man, you know, he's, like, saying stuff like this. It's also, like, again, like, what is the alternative? Are we saying we shouldn't do anything, you
2: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. we shouldn't
0: do anything then because it wouldn't, like, not everybody would get out of jail, wouldn't help everyone, so we might as well not do it, you know?
2: Right, right. I don't know.
0: Um,
1: yeah, classic case of letting... Uh, perfect be the enemy of good. Is that what that's called? <laughs> it's a classic. Absolute, case. That's exactly. That's a classic <laughs> I case, am so brain-addled that I have to like say my <laughs> idioms very slowly to make sure I get them right. Uh huh.
2: It's like a. It's like an eighty-five-year-old like backing out of the driveway. Like it's
0: like. <laughs> I can't. You looking looking over barely over your shoulder? Do I got it? Do I got it?
2: Yeah. Um. Uh, then he talks about like how there might be. There might be links between schizophrenia and oh my pot god, use. man!
0: We're just gonna talk about <laughs> scrotuming next, dude, bro, bro. This shit, is, yo, this that. The, the shit that makes me the most upset about it is like not even like when they talk about like criminal justice or whatever. It's like when they talk about like physical effects of weed, and it's like, dude. I mean, sure, I'm sure there's like a percentage, very small percentage of the population who. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not, not just get panic attacks. I'm sure there's more than a small percentage, but people who really have like freak episodes with weed, right? Yeah. Or get poisoned. Whatever, man. But like, bro, people been smoking weed for how goddamn long, man. I mean, like, there's like like I said on Twitter, like, there's C B D for fucking dogs. I know that's not the psychoactive, <laughs> but I mean you have this thing has become such an industry, you know what I mean? Where you have a whole entire genre of fucking subgenre of comedy films, a stoner film. You're not scaring anyone. By telling them that weed is gonna make them like projectile vomit for eight hours and scream, (laughs) we're we're past that as a society. (laughs) Yeah, dude, that was that's reefer madness. Literally, you're not bringing that shit back, dude. Come on, man. Uh huh. We are weed. We are
2: weed.
1: (laughs) (laughs) America, we are weed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Also, dude. Also. (laughs) <laughs> like I've been reading that I mentioned it on an earlier episode. I've been reading that Sidney Mintz book. It's called *Sweetness and Power*. It's about sugar in the sugar industry, like the early sugar industry. And it's fucking crazy. It's like the point that he's make that he's trying to make is that like you had a colonial plantation system in the Caribbean for sugar. And there's been a lot of debates on, you know, even Marx, it was kind of like not settled, like where to fit slavery into the whole process of proletarianization and capital accumulation and everything. But the argument that he's making is an interesting one. He's basically saying that, like, you wouldn't have had the process of proletarianization on mainland Europe without the process of colonial slavery and exploitation in the caribbean and the southern united states and the reason why is because those workers in europe those proletarians needed the substances produced in those colonies sugar tobacco and caffeine like those three were integral to like the 16 to 20 hour fucking days they were working in like textile mills and shit like, it was an integral part of the process of early proletarianized labor.
1: If you add Benzedrine in there, you basically got the truckers' <laughs> necessities, too.
2: Yeah, weed, whites, and wine. Like, <laughs> doesn't right. Gary Stewart have, who wrote that original? No, dude, it's one of my favorite bands, Little Feet, Willin'. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, yo, Ter- Terrence, this is why I guess you had, like, some of the strongest, like, uh, like abolitionists, right, were in Europe, in England, right?
2: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, uh, and the point, the point, I guess, the point I'm trying to make is that, like, from day one, the the inputs into the system in capitalism has always been substances, high substance mm-hmm. use. I mean, like, that's part. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if, if you like get rid of capitalism, you have a different mode of production. People are happier, more content. Maybe, maybe they wouldn't use as many substances. I have no fucking idea. Bro, I'm smoking more weed after the revolution, dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like You never know. It's not like a... It's not... Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Who, knows? who the fuck who knows, knows why people use you're just gonna put it down after it's like man you know what
1: i was this was a coping mechanism but now
0: (laughs) yo it's it's now i'm
1: I'm done
2: with it
0: it's the same thing when people say shit like oh man like you know uh uh uh, i would have any i mean nobody ever really says this right but this idea i guess or sort of like this overarching suspicion right that people will be like people i think people will be happier right if capitalism like in some ways but I mean, like, I'm a anxious, depressed motherfucker, man. I think that, sure, my external environment lends to that. But that doesn't mean that in my ideal society that that would make, you know, you know what I'm saying? That that would make my mental illness, like, be alleviated so much so that, you know what I mean? It'd be like, nah, man, probably uh, there are other things involved in that, you know?
2: Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, right, because there's no such thing as, like, a perfect. I mean, even in a world that's, like, doesn't have all of these external pressures on you. pressures to be like individually competitive with every other human being pressures Mm -hmm. to like have your identity conform to a certain set of like dogmatic or patriarchal ideas and all this like even without, even with those removed, you would still have problems. You would still have pain. You'd still have fear of death. You still have all these other things. I would uh, wake
0: up and be terrified anyway, man. Be like, you, God right. damn! I could do anything I want to do. What the fuck do I do, man?
2: But it does. It does annoy me. <laughs> That's though. a real thing. It doesn't. <laughs> as a reco- a recovering addict who has spent time a lot of, around a lot of other addicts, it does. It does annoy me though. When the immediate first thing is just like, get yourself right, brother. Like, let's get, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you you're right, you're right. Like, we all have to, like, be, uh, do what's best for us and, like, stop harming ourselves and everything else. But it's like, there is a social explanation here, too. Like, that's yeah. should not be overlooked. <laughs> exactly i don't know exactly
0: yeah you can't just right. tell personal right. me personal
2: account yeah yeah, yeah. Go, yeah ahead. go ahead go ahead no go
1: ahead no no, no 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 you
0: <laughs> well i mean you just <laughs> said personal accountability like but they make it sound like oh just personal accountability like everything is like responsible responsibilization i guess is the word right mm-hmm. that you are responsible right and it's like i mean mark fisher talks about this a lot uh people probably know this but it's just like yeah man that's a. am I- not especially as a as a young black man i'm not inclined to believe that you know in the united states of america right yeah
1: well it's all also why the pandemic response was such dog shit too, because it so quickly went to it's incumbent on us to stay indoors and to mask and do these things. It boiled down to personal responsibility rather than like some sort of cogent, coherent we're just gonna, you know, tackle this thing as a as a cohesive unit. They said that rhetorically but what it boiled down to is, oh well, you got some personal responsibility, and if yeah, you if if you don't do that, then that's it's on that's you know, <laughs> we're not going to get out of this.
0: You know, I just want to little quick terms for you going. I want to bring in like just a quick uh, like something I was just thinking about where you were just talking, Tom, like um about this this sort of personal responsibility, right? Um, but this is like matched with like not just the pandemic, right? <clears throat> but we've seen this response. We talked about it a little bit, right, last week, I think. Um, with the uh, gun violence right um the fbi video right where the fbi is basically just you know um well you're on your own kids but at the same time like in parallel they want to like people want to like at least like well i don't know about like i guess like i don't know i guess legally right but at least like rhetorically right and like in in think pieces like this people want to restrict people's like freedom to like raw dog reality you know what i mean uh-huh it's like this weird it's like this weird like positive and negative freedom, you know what I'm saying? This dynamic of it that I just I don't know. Uh it's 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 bleak. It's incredibly bleak, you
2: know. Yeah, well yeah,
0: it's well say say more about that. Like what do you mean like uh I mean like I guess like it's like you you have you know, you have to be you have to you have to uh, be responsible, right, about making sure that you don't fucking die at a mall or some shit like that, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because like this government refuses I mean, I'm sure there's oh, something you know what I mean? There's like something that can be like done that. about that.
1: Like that shoot, like that, like how to survive a mass shooting yes. video. how to survive well, a mass shooting, right? But at
0: the same time, they're telling you that you can't smoke weed. You know what I mean? You got guys like this that are writing about like, well, actually, we should have more restrictions on people being able to like sort of like dull the painful ex- daily existence of fucking living in this dying empire. You know what I mean?
1: Let me ask y'all a question. I, this is kind of, well, I'll, I'll stick a pin in this because this is probably going to take the conversation a different direction. But it's tangentially related. But, yeah,
2: st- th- in that same vein, there was a fucking video that uh, was kind of making the rounds on Twitter this, uh, just yesterday. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was a dash cam video from a Tesla in this fucking idiot account i hate it so fucking much holmars catalog oh my uh, fucking god that, yo that that,
0: that guy's like <laughs> my mortal nemesis on twitter bro he's the exact opposite he's like the fascist <laughs> futurist motherfucker yo i hate is, that motherfucker so
2: much the, the the caption was one of the most bullish exciting things i've seen on tesla full driving beta 11.4.1 it detected the pedestrian but rather than slamming on the brakes it just proceeded through like a human would knowing would knowing there was enough time to do so it's like whether it's school shootings or tesla's it is entirely incumbent on you yes. to get yourself to, to, to <laughs> just like it's like to get yourself right brother get your mind right brother <laughs> it's like it's like two things are happening two things are happening it's like there's a push there's a push on the right and even even in some ways, on the left, and I, I mean, I hate to say that. I don't mean it in the way that people think, but like there is a push on like a broad societal push to make sure that things don't deescalate, but that they rather in fact escalate. There is that happening. And then on the same sort of like wavelength, but on a parallel path, you've got you've got the transformation of all these various problems of society into violent ones that are your problem. It's it's not, it's not, <laughs> yes. it's, 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 it's no longer is it uh, someone else's problem that they're freaking the fuck out. Now it's my problem. Now I'm the one <laughs> that like, I have to fucking find out a way to like find the nearest exit when someone decides to like shoot it up. <laughs> yeah. Or I have to make sure that I'm not, I don't happen to be walking in the, uh, crosswalk when a Tesla self driving 11.3574, whatever the fuck, drives through at 90 miles per hour and just turns me in a toothpaste. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) but but also too i guess i guess a better example because
0: do do that here is i guess making like a cultural like rhetorical argument right um that i mean like i mean to be honest doesn't really seem to be translating at least like legally like i mean like weed like weed is becoming legal in states i mean he's like crying about nothing right but in a more serious note in restricting restricting people's like i mean just like sense of self i mean the trans panic right Mm. so it's like you know what I mean? The state, in one way, says, well, you're responsible for this, right? But we're not going to protect you, right? And you're actually willing to encourage and escalate, as you were saying, Terrence, this mass violence. But you still have the freedom, though, to drive a Tesla, you know what I mean? And put it on fucking uh, on, on, put it on self-drive mode and, like, you know, turn a bunch of kids in a crosswalk into, like, you know, fucking dust, you know what I'm Dude,
2: saying? that's, the, that's the, the gun thing and the Tesla thing are two parts of the exact same shit. It's like, yeah. you have the freedom, man. You, you have freedom to do whatever the fuck you want. Which even if that means killing all kinds of other people, it's like that you don't have the free. But you don't
0: have certain freedoms though, because you have the freedom to be a to be who you want to be, right? Right. Gets into certain, you know what I mean. So it's just like the same guy who's like, "Yeah, man, I have the freedom to like mow a bunch of kids down." Like he gets mad about pronouns, you know what I'm saying? Yes, it's fucking insane. Right? (laughs) Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly right. It's it's total hypocrisy. (laughs) The freedom to kill people, but you don't have the freedom to be who you want to be. Fucking psycho. Well, I think that's the
2: thing. I think that it's like they they become sort of exhilarated off of that hypocrisy. Like, they love that. Like, it's empowering. That is a kind of, like, dizzying kind of power to have to be that incoherent and that that simultaneously incoherent and that powerful. I mean, that's what fascism is. uh,
1: All these are symptoms of of a collective powerlessness, though, Mm. in a lot of ways. You know, it's the same reason why, you know, I lost my job last week, and my first instinct is to... Go uh, get some man a rear naked choke. And, you know what I mean? It's like, ultimately, what the fuck am I going to do? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. And so you, we start to flail and act out and try to, you know, if we can have power over people's lives, be that shooting up a fucking mall or whatever the case may be. For that moment, it gives people inclined to that sense of authority and power over su- or subjugation of somebody else you know what i mean mm-hmm. exactly. and if you think i'm crazy we've been doing that a lot i mean you know mm. <clears throat> slavery uh, <laughs> right. and that's that's not the only reason yeah. for that but i think mm. it's related to that
2: yeah. Yeah. yeah and these things don't die down i mean they don't go away it's the exact same reason why i was talking about like how in the early capitalist mode of production and early accumulation like primitive accumulation you had these vast amounts of substances put in like you think that that's like in you think that's just coincidental that like, mm. you, two people talk about like the opioid crisis now. They talk about like deaths of despair and stuff. Like, you think it's just coincidental that like, from day fucking one, this thing has just been cram as much fucking shit down people's throats to get them to be as productive as possible. Productive as possible. And if and, yeah. if, and once their bodies coffee. are just wasted and coffee, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And once their bodies are just, wa- I mean, I know it this kind of sounds like Joe Rogan like wellness type shit. I mean, I, I but it's like there is truth to it. I mean, there's... I don't know. No,
0: there's absolute. Does that... No, dude, I think there's absolute truth to it, man. Like, I mean, again, I, I don't know. Like, I feel like... you. It's like to kind of, like, you know, make people productive and also kind of pacify people because I don't know, man. Like, I... Like, I really don't want to go back to working in the restaurant industry because I feel like it's conducive to, like, addictive habits and tendencies. And it makes fucking sense because, like, it's a stressful fucking job. For anyone who's ever worked in a kitchen, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And then after that, after the shift, everybody goes to the bar and everyone drinks and everybody does their own drugs. And it's kind of like, but you got to show up the next fucking day and do it over again. It's like, yeah, man, like, what do you how do you think people are maintaining? No one is raw dogging reality. And you're trying to take that away from people while expanding the insane like, few, like fascist, futuristic rights of other people, especially when yeah. it comes to spheres of technology, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that fucking drives me insane, dude.
2: Yeah. Well, on that note, so, there's something I wanted to read, but I want to call it quick audible before I get to it, because when I was in the gym, I was reading an article about in Vanity Fair about Biden running for president in 24, and, um, and... The whole point of the article was like, he's good. It's chill. Everything's fine. Like he's not dying. It, it, one one uh-huh. paragraph uh-huh. did start off with an astonishing fact, which I did not know, which is that when Biden was a kid, there was still forty-eight states. There weren't even fifty states yet. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> when was he born again? Like nineteen, like seventeen, or some shit like that. Like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's born on the eve of the Russian Revolution. I think like. The nineteen forty forty two. God damn, <laughs> <laughs> bro! Did World War Two even end yet, or is it just about to end? God damn, yo, dude. Bro. Okay, when when I was in Lexington this fast week, I turned to Tom and I said, "I want you to mark the day, the time, the place, because I'm calling it right now. I guarantee you that what's going to happen, because you have to think about funniest outcomes, right? Uh, you got uh. to be thinking about funniest outcomes." Biden will not win in twenty twenty four and then go die in office. No, dude, I I'm calling it right now. He is gonna die like R B G style, like at the wrong place at the wrong time. Like maybe late September, six weeks before the election, <laughs> they'll have to scramble. October surprise.
0: The,
2: <laughs> the October surprise.
0: Yeah, was- <laughs> I think it's Halloween, bro. <laughs>
2: They'll have to scramble to like field a new candidate, dude. I'm telling you, it's got all it, it's set up right now for the perfect. I've it's just, written you in the stars. Yo, know, if God, if God has a sense
0: of humor, bro, if the ultimate abstract has any sense of humor, <laughs> or levity, dog, please, please, yo, please. God. I'm dude, just. I so feel like s- that could be some shit that would precipitate like a crisis. Like you know what I'm saying? Like people would be freaking out, yo.
2: I'm just, I'm just so fucking sick of the fucking hagiography, dude. I'm so sick of it. It's just like the like the stuff that's going on at the border and everything. It's just like, dude, fuck this guy. Like I'm so fucking sick of it.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, it's sucking. Yeah. I mean, any. Uh, I mean, I don't know too much about this. We don't have to get into it because I know you would to get to something, Terrence. But um, I mean, it's just like, you know, uh, for every one thing that liberals love to bring up, you know, he's the pro labor, he's the uh, most pro labor progressive. Uh, pro-labor president um in 40 years or 50 60 years or whatever and it's like no that's not right um you know he's a uh you know climate change president it's like no you open the backup drilling you know what i mean oh like i heard some shit about work requirements for um now for some sort of like what was that did y'all hear about that was it for Medicaid and stuff? Well, or yeah, it- yeah, something like that. It's just like as like a, I guess like a negotiating and tactic. It's like, dude, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's well, like the, e- even
1: you know. even back when he was running with Obama, all you ever heard about this guy was, oh, he's a foreign policy genius. That's why. It's like, where's the evidence for that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't he one of the architects of the Iraq War? He, yeah, that's pretty yeah. fucking genius shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Uh, anyways, okay, so anyways there's that but that there's this quick article I wanted to read this is in the Rolling Stone um, Texas A&M prof professor flunks all his students after chat GPT falsely claims it wrote their papers um, students who have already graduated were denied their plumas because of an instructor who correctly used AI software to detect cheating okay so like I saw this headline and I was like yo that's fucked up that's some fucked up shit but then I was like reading through this and then I was like what the fuck? Why was this professor assigning homework in the first goddamn place? You'll see what I mean. Based off okay. of the, by the way, home homework. Well, anyway, stick a pin in that. Stick a pin. That was a there. racket. What a racket, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Such a racket, man. Uh, a number of you seniors. I gotta do it when
0: I go home, nigga. Why can't I do it when I'm in school? Nah, like, my you're talking mistake. about homework.
1: The eight-hour workday applies to school too, dude, Listen, That was a hard-fought victory, dude.
2: <laughs> I was reading the other day about the history of homework. I was like, "What the fuck is his? How old is it? Like, what? Where, where did it come from? Early people, like early, like people in the early 1900s when public education was just starting to become like very widely widespread and everything." They made the exact same argument. They were like homework is immoral because like the eight hour workday should also apply to the school day. So, so who invented homework? The CIA or some shit? Dude, check this shit out. Homework only really became widespread as a reason as a result of and because of the Cold War. Because people reformers, they thought we were falling behind the Soviet Union, and that's why homework became like widespread in like the fifties and sixties and shit. It was an anti-communist thing. Yo, I swear to God, bro. There, yo, everything goes back to two
0: fears, perennial fears of this country: fear of black people and fear of communism. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of which, speaking of the fear of black people piece, what do you think
1: about the Job Morant thing? Y'all seen this? Yeah, i seen uh-huh. it. Yeah, so, you know, he was suspended eight games earlier this year for having a gun on yeah, IG Live. On IG Live, yeah, I heard about that. And then him and his buddy were turning up in the Jeep, and he brandished it for like half a second. And his buddy like, oh, shit, put down the camera real quick. And now everybody's like, the fucking commissioner of the NBA is on the draft uh, lottery last night talking about, like, looking like an angry father. Yeah. <laughs> But just you know and his his boys went out there and you know made a
0: mockery of him again or whatever bro bro you know what fuck that shit because okay maybe this isn't one-to-one i don't know if this is an example but if or maybe we could look it up and find out this example like what if there's some fucking white quarterback or some shit like that who's like fucking like hawking like i don't know what i'm saying like you know what i mean like fucking like well i guess these guys aren't going out there like hawking shit for like um with uh, Smith, Smith and Wesson or anything like that, you know what I mean? But it's like... Well, but
1: there is like Steven Jackson, the mayor of Port Arthur, Texas, and former small forward. <laughs> NBA small forward set, made a good point. He put these pictures of Chris Kamen, a former NBA player that had like all of his assault rifles and shit up. Yeah, mm-hmm. It's like we criminalize like... Black folks with guns differently than white folks with guns. Going back to, like, the Panthers and Reagan. Exactly. Like, Reagan was pro-gun control till Bobby Seale and the boys showed up with, you know.
0: Exactly. To the San Francisco City Hall. They were like, okay, nah. They
1: can't. Nah, if, before anybody yells at me, I'm not saying John Morant's Bobby Seale, but,
2: you know, <laughs> I mean, like,
1: you know, it is a hypocrisy. Well, and also, yeah. where
2: do you draw the fucking line? Like, if they're an active player, I mean, how many former... Major, how many former NFL players, former fucking baseball player? I mean, like they all go on to have the most insane fucking uh, opinions, like and yeah. just genocidal beliefs. Like, who, who's the crazy? In, crazy who's shit. the MLB pitcher that's like now one of the most insane? Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, where do you draw the fuck? It doesn't does it matter whether they're still playing or not? Doesn't it all reflect back on the fucking league one way or the other? Like. Also,
0: also too, I feel like this is like this is a similar to homework in a way because you after off the field, you were meant to like you know what I'm saying. You were meant to like um keep up this like upstanding. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like it's like nah, man, like I'm done playing. I want to go wild out and maybe like you know get lit and flash a little gun and get you know what I'm saying. Like whatever, man. This was a stupid sure, but like
2: should he be like punished for it? Like I don't fucking think so. I don't. Dude, it's I, a bizarre thing. It's like okay, he has a gun. Like what the fuck? It's like. I can step outside, I mean, granted, I live in a smaller town where there's not as many cops, but if you live in a big city, you step outside, you see fucking people walking around with guns all the fucking time, they're called police officers, you're yeah, just gonna pretend yeah. that guns or aren't in regular society? Or just regular-ass
1: people that get, like, the carry permits and shit. Right. They wanna be like cowboys and stuff, like, I mean, like, they, you can't grandstand about guns in this fucking country.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You
1: just can't, you know what I mean? It's like... If John Morant played in Houston or San Antonio, what would that be like? You got the goddamn governor saying you need to go buy as many guns as you can to, you know, uh, you know, be be prepared to kill anybody that you meet at any point. Exactly. All this bullshit they say all the time.
0: Yeah. Also, too, man, it got me thinking about uh, this like kind of like double standard, like someone like Philando Castile, right? who, like, had a gun, like, you know, licensed gun on him, and he was still fucking shot and killed by the cops. You know, he told the cop that, yeah. you know, he, his gun was his gun and he had a license for it, and he still got fucking killed. So it's like, you know, like, of course, yeah, man, like, just this sort of, like, well, who 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 is seen as dangerous and more deadly, you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Um, That's fucking bullshit. 1,000%. Um, well, okay, so... <laughs> I forget. So this this story, okay, uh, it's Texas A and M Commerce. It's funny. I'm from Texas. I've never even heard of Texas A and M Commerce. W- what is? Is that like a Houston suburb or some shit? It's
1: one of those Texas towns that's named like, just because it's like hyper literal what they used to do there. Commerce, <laughs> gold.
2: Well, it's like white yeah. settlement, Texas. All <laughs> right. <laughs> right, white Settlement, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, Very Not cl- much for nuance <laughs> in Texas.
0: <laughs> Very clear about what went on there.
2: Yeah. Uh, Commerce is in, like, northeast Texas. Um, the A number of seniors at Texas A&M University Commerce who already walked the stage of graduation this year have been temporarily denied their diplomas after professor ineptly used AI software to assess their final assignments. The partner of a student in his class. Known as Deer Kick on Reddit, claims a Rolling Stone. Okay, so like I said in the intro to this, I was like, okay, that's fucked up. But then I saw like what the assignment actually was, and I was like, why the fuck are you using jet, Chat gbt on this at all? Why are you even assigning homework on this at all? Dr. Jared Mum, a campus rodeo instructor who also teaches agricultural classes. What? He's a rodeo, rodeo inst- instructor
0: at the college campus. Or like just it is part time because I mean the way they phrase that is like they have rodeo courses at the school. Like, I think
2: they f- probably do, dude. Texas is crazy, dog. Let me tell you, they probably do literally have rodeo class. I mean, I, I'm not hate though. I will get something. They of probably have
1: shit. like a yeah. rodeo uh, a cool NCAA sanctioned sport that's like beef grading, like on King <laughs> of the Hill. And Bobby joins the uh-huh. beef grading team.
2: Uh also teaches agricultural classes, sent an email on Monday to a group of students informing them that he had submitted grades for their last three assignments of the semester. Everyone would be receiving an X in the course, Mum explained, because he had used Chat GPT. The open AI chat box. Actually called chat oh he said chat GTP. <laughs> he said chat G T P
1: Chat M G K.
0: So, wait, so wait, he's telling his students, like, to. he's using the shit. He doesn't even know what the name
2: of it is. Yeah, you know he what doesn't even know <laughs> the name of it is. Fucking dope ass. To test whether they'd use the software to write the papers, and the bot claimed to have authored every single one. I copy and paste your responses in chat GTP and it will tell me if the program generated the content he wrote, saying he had tested I ask, every can paper. Can ask a cool twice.
0: question, Terrence, uh, Sorry, can I ask a good question too? Uh, uh, maybe I didn't hear, but is this guy, like, at all somebody who is, like, a technologically minded person? Is this just somebody who was like, like looking at his Facebook feed and saw chat GPT I was like, Well I gotta try that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean like because those people I mean the people that are in the tech sphere of tech industry are especially the ones that are talking about AI like this is Wintermute from Neuromancer. And you would think that they would know better. But especially because of that sort of propaganda and panic, you would think that people who are like layman, like myself too, you know what I mean? But those people like are especially conducive to him believing this shit you know what i mean
2: yeah i think that that is entirely possible uh it's entirely possible he just heard about this at the dairy queen at seven like seven <laughs> in the morning on his way into work and he was like man i gotta try that i gotta try that my like
0: the guy the guy the dairy
2: queen was trying to tell him that
0: actually it's just a bunch of yeah. bullshit but he was only listened halfway It was like i gotta yeah. try that shit out the guy was like no 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 oh you don't my understand
2: god that. <laughs> oh my god are you t- are you serious I gotta go try this on my rodeo students. <laughs> uh, there's just one problem. ChatGPT doesn't work that way. The bot isn't made to detect material composed by AI or even material produced by itself and is known to sometimes emit damaging misinformation. With very little prodding, Chet BT will even claim to have written passages from famous novels such as Crime and Punishment. Um. Blah 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 But all that would apparently be news to mum Who appeared so out of his depth As to incorrectly name the so- mis- Incorrectly name the software he was misusing Students claim they supplied him with proof They hadn't used chat GBT Exonerating timestamps on the Google Docs They used to complete the homework But that he initially ignored this Commenting in the school's grading software system I don't grade AI bullshit I don't grade I AI, AI bullshit I love that. <laughs> Um, uh, in an amusing wrinkle, Mum's claims appear to be undercut by a simple experiment using ChatGPT. On Tuesday, Redditor DeliciousVillage112 found an abstract of Mum's doctoral dissertation on pig farming and submitted a section of that paper to the bot asking if it might have been, might have written the paragraph. Yes, the passage you shared could indeed have been written by ChatGPT. Uh, so... I, I I guess what I want to know is like
1: why the that fuck? guy the, that that redditor is flirting with disaster. There, if that guy gets his <laughs> hands on, it, he's gonna stomp a mud hole in his ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: what? That's the thing. I want to know why do you need to be assigning homework? I already disagree with homework, even yeah. in the harder sciences like math and fucking English and shit. shit. But rodeo? You don't need to, rodeo. Brother. What do you? What do you? You don't what, need what? to I assign homework in rodeo. I man, I that's every day. That rodeo <laughs> begins Rodeo begins Let me tell you As someone raised by someone Who used to do the rodeo Brother rodeo begins The moment You walk out those doors Every morning <laughs> And it ends The moment you walk back in and That's right That's right
1: Rodeo is live. Rodeo, rodeo is, is live.
2: The rest The rest is
1: just waiting
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm gonna put that on shirt back. Oh man
2: <laughs> but let basically the overall takeaway here, though, homework oh, is it's anti-communism. Is, it's anti-communism, it, it, bro.
0: Homework is not only bullshit, but uh, homework. When you when you give when you assign homework, um, you don't really want to check that shit. You don't want to make you, you don't want to give yourself work. You don't want to give yourself homework. Mm-hmm. So what ends up happening is that uh, you know, you end up resorting to shit like Chad GPT and um, looking like a fucking fool. You know, that's exactly right. God, man. Embarrassing.
1: Automation, I hate to say this, because automation's good in a lot of ways, right? And there's, like, a lot of things that's kind of good and nice about it or whatever. But, man, it's going to just produce a lot of bullshit in the future, yeah. just on all levels, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 We, need to, we need to go a little bit back to analog, but we need to also kill homework and stuff. That's the ideal society. We need to be, you know lazy but just uh, lazy enough
0: but just you know yeah, yeah.
1: just just pay attention just, to detail where it matters
0: yeah yeah i mean also too man um i i don't know i think i don't really know what even ai is like whether it's actual machine learning i mean i read this article that talks about uh like a lot of that work is um is people are like the ones that are i guess um identifying and sorting all this information you know in databases that is then used by like these ai platforms or whatever but um i don't know man i think like it's just funny that these guys who well i guess not this teacher this rodeo guy right but um you know you see the shit on twitter all the time where these guys are like i asked chat gpt if it was um a computer and if it went to escape you know it's silicon body you know and it's like, well, of course, like the information that you're feeding it and what it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and it, and it, this ag- aggregation of information it's getting from, of course, it's gonna respond to you. Right. In a way that makes you think it's sentient. But I guess what I'm saying, is just like it's especially bleak that like it's not like sentience. Right. Or some Terminator style, you know, like um, robot apocalypse, but just a bunch of dumbasses, you know. That, like, also not even dumbasses, but also, like, people that know how to market this shit, you know? They know how, like, that thin line between, like, kind of, like, marketing fears and also wonder. But I don't know, man. I, I just feel like none of that shit's actually going to work the way they envisioned it because, uh, I don't know. I-, I, I like, maybe this is dumb to say, but I feel like, like, I don't know, maybe the atomic age was, I feel like, kind of, the last time where, like, you know, that, that whole era. I mean, dolly said the Cold War, I guess, and space race, but, like, where people actually envisioned technology improving their lives, you know? And now it's kind of like hard to do that. They have to sell it to you that this is going to improve your life. But we all know that it's either going to kill you or they're just trying to get you to buy more shit. You know what I mean? Mm. And that kind of what feels like AI is. You know, it's never going to be used for any of the wondrous things that like we want it to be. But, you know, some of the most mundane and horrific things, you know, mundane, but horrific as well. You know, I don't know if any of that makes sense, but totally uh, we we live in a midstopia is what I'm saying. We live in a midst dystopia.
2: A midstopia. I like that. That is true.
0: Well said.
2: Mm-hmm. Um Well said. Well, all right, boys. I don't have anything else planned for today. I gotta get back. I gotta get back to the rodeo. Um, get <laughs> back to the rodeo. <laughs>
0: the rodeo picks right back up after the podcast ends, man. That's right. That's
2: right. It's rodeo
0: life. If you're rodeo and podcast at the same time you do it.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. Um you can go, but if you're listening out there, you want more content. Uh, you can go check out the Patreon, um, p a t r e o n dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. There are now, uh, there's now there is now one more member of this show who relies on this as his only source of income. Uh, so <laughs> please re-
1: yeah. Please consider bumping up those donations. Can we please all-
2: guilt trip you into? Bumping up those donations and getting your friends. Dude, the thing is the thing that the thing that really kinda aggravates me and you know, I'm gonna pull the same thing on you all that my pastor used to pull on me when I was uh 14 years old and no i don't mean my penis
1: i'm <laughs> gonna pull on the same thing my pastor used to pull <laughs> on me with you boys I like, oh, please, please don't
0: <laughs> you gotta huddle to have like a one- one-on-one man perhaps that was
2: perhaps that was a, a bad way to word that <laughs> i just wanted <laughs> i just wanted <laughs> to say we have good content on patreon and the thing is is like it's genuinely good And when people yeah. miss out on that It makes me genuinely mad And when Makes I get me mad, genuinely sad makes me sad And when I get sad I want to go do stand up comedy Because that's what this article In the New York Times says I should go do A new generation of stand ups Is mining the heartbreaking loss Of a loved one for ambitious shows How did we get here
0: Oh comedy is dead now bro that's yo, the, yo, what, what date did this come out Today all right, yo, just just put
2: a tombstone, and just write on comedy stand up dead. Did not. The, What's
0: her face, Hannah Goolsbee?
2: The, the first sentence of this is denial, anger, bargaining, depression. Stand up comedy? Are these the five new stages of grief? <laughs> <Wow>. Jesus <laughs> fucking
0: Christ,
1: man! My wow, white buried the lead there. I was.
2: Uh, but you'll get none of that over at the Patreon. Um, I don't think, I don't think there's any. Uh. It, uh, cynical deployments of personal trauma and grief. Surely we would never do that. We would never no. cynically deploy our own grief and trauma to make a funny Listen, joke. I could
0: have, <laughs> but I've refrained from it.
2: So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Plenty of
2: tobs. I'm going to tell you something. I'm metaphorically
1: covered in boils and cursing <laughs> the living God every day or, through, or at least thinking about it. But no, I don't. I stay in the pocket, guys, <laughs> and i do it for you. <laughs>
2: I don't want you to be sad like me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This sucks so bad. This cat, Michael Cruz Kane warns audiences at his show about the death of his son that they might cry, adding, If you don't, that's rude. Oh, man. Yo, these these niggas just need to go back to doing slam poetry, man. Just just go back to doing a spoken word. You're right, Aaron. It's like, it is, dude, you're so right. It is just basically the combination of comedy with slam poetry. it's like the slam poetification of comedy it's like you can talk about those things sure whatever the fuck but like i don't know i don't i would open up a whole nother cat of words
0: but uh you know i think uh i think people are trying to channel what david foster wallace used to talk about the new sincerity you know yeah and um you know i get that and this confessionalism i get that but also sometimes you just keep that shit to yourself, dog. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or maybe find a different medium. Yo, you could be like Usher and make a whole album about it, you know? <laughs> I don't want to be at a show where I'm supposed to be laughing and you making me cry, motherfucker. What, what it is. That's that Hannah Gadsby.
1: What does she say, Terrence? Do, the, do gat You do a good her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I hate colonialism.
0: <laughs> god it sounds it just sounds like like just grating it's the worst accident ever i'm sorry the, to anybody the, out there who's a well what, what it is wow <laughs> what it is
2: is it's like the ted talk shit it's the moth radio hour shit it's like storytelling mm. which i don't oppose on the face of it but just mm. don't call it comedy like yeah it's just I not don't know. it's yeah. weird yeah yeah, yo, that's so true, man, because, like, the
0: Moth Story stuff, yo, that shit is fine, dude. I've listened to those before, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I mean, music, sure, anything, but um, that's not that's not stand-up comedy, man. That's, a, <laughs> that's stand-up
2: that's stand up, bitch-made crying. That's what that is. Stand-up whining. Stand-up comedy is when you point out a man in the audience, and you know, you say, my man knows what I'm talking about. He knows what, <laughs> what I'm talking about. And the guy's like, exactly. yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, know what I know what you're talking <laughs> about. That's what yeah, that he let, comedy <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> he lets you, like, make jokes about it, you know, to a point. Yeah. <laughs> man, I would love do it. I just want to do a whole stand-up set like that. My man knows what I'm talking about. Look, look at him. He knows what
1: do it, I'm talking about. Do it as as, as,
2: as gets, Han- bitch. <laughs> he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's the one.
0: Let's <laughs> go good.
1: I, for one, love the Australian accent. There, I have to ask you to re- repent a second. <laughs> I
0: have to recuse myself from that. Yeah. Repent?
2: How uh, you know? Hey, it, uh, it, look at him. He, he's in the audience. He likes sex. He knows, oh, nah. knows what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. Sex.
0: Oh, man. Grief. My son
2: died. My son. I can't. I'm fucking losing it. My son. My son died. Hey, see, that would make me laugh, though. You I feel see? like I would laugh inappropriately. You know what I mean? But that's. I don't understand. Like, if, if someone comes up to me in an Australia and t- starts telling me about their son getting run over by a semi truck, I'm probably gonna laugh. No, I'm probably, probably
0: gonna chuckle, bro. Let me chuckle. I'm like, He, Yo, he was he walking across just... the
2: street, and I he, he, he didn't see the truck coming, and. and it, Ran him right over. He was right in front of me. What do you make of that? The truck was transporting a a whole bunch of of, of roos and dingoes. A whole bunch of crocodiles. <laughs> oh my yeah. The back of the truck had a bunch of roos and dingoes. They, they all looked at me as they went past, and I met eyes with each of them in, in my my son's body, was being dragged under the trucks. <laughs> My man knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> my man right there in the front of the audience who knows what I'm talking about. We're going to get uh, <laughs> angry letters from Sam Wallman, <laughs> Joanna
1: Nielsen, some of our friends from down under.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, yo.
1: <laughs> Aaron's going to get
2: some hate mail from some I angry Bush, some mail, No, that, that's not me. We had Hannah Gatsby call in. It was not me. People, oh, that was her. That was That was, oh, her. That was, her. That was her. That was her. That wasn't, that wasn't me. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! <laughs> called in and told the sad story, and you all laughed at it. <laughs> I uh, I think that I hated. I, well, I, I hated I too. I told you I would. You I know? guess that's the I point. That's I the thing. I would. I would not know how to behave in those venues because that would be like, am I supposed to laugh right now? <laughs> like she's yeah, like I'm telling something like- crazy. Like the 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 killer walks into the house and put a gun <laughs> to my my dad's head and blow his head off, and would, and I'd be like, ha ha. Oh I'm not supposed to laugh. I'm not supposed talk. to laugh
0: I'm, at that uh, nah, that's, what, that's what you. That's what you look around at everybody else slowly to see everybody else's reaction.
2: You just mime it, like okay, that guy's smiling, but she's crying. You know, just um, put both of them together. You know, it's the spectrum. See, Jordan Peterson. I want to see Jordan Peterson at a Hannah Gatsby show because he loves that satire and sentimental bullshit. Like mm-hmm. what? That's the thing that can bring them together.
1: I think that's true. That's true. the only combination that's going to unite.
0: That Both. That's true. That's true. It was saccharine sentimentalism and romanticism almost. Yeah. I
2: saw my family lined up and they were all shocked by the <laughs> by the political partisans. And and Jordan Peterson's gonna be in the front row like, oh Bucko this is this is crazy <laughs> yeah. all stuff. I gotta do,
1: do Peterson's just do Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Kermit the Frog.
2: This is some crazy stuff. <laughs> and it's sad. It's the spectrum, the human spectrum of human emotion. And and, and (laughs) then then, (laughs) Hannah Gatsby's going to point at him and go, My man knows what I'm talking about. He knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) He's like,
1: You're right. I do. Listen, will you please do Bob Dylan is that kind of comedian. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll close. As what? As what now? As, as, as a my man comedian. knows what I'm talking. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> a standard comedian telling a bad story trying to do crowd work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... The, uh, which
1: makes no sense because Bob Dylan's the best American storyteller right right he really right. is he really
2: my man knows what I'm talking about I mean he's probably done that <laughs> that was Australian
1: Bob Dylan doing groundwork <laughs> oh, I can't <laughs> pivot I can't,
2: can't pivot out of it fast enough I can't <laughs> oh, oh man Bob Dylan
0: played one of those uh, What are those Australian what do they call them uh, those uh, Australian it sounds flutes. to me
1: like Aaron needs some sensitivity training yeah, Australian, Australia edition.
0: <laughs> I, I do, man. I probably do. I need to I need to do the uh, little Viggo technique from Clockwork Orange, but instead it's uh, Australian voices. It's <laughs> 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 just coming from speakers at like 25 decibels or some shit like that. Paper pig.
2: <laughs> do you like paper pig? <laughs> Oh, my God. There's an article. Dude, I'm not, I'm just dragging this out at this point. I'm really sorry. But there was an article in Guardian. Why are so many young Americans adopting fake British accents? Did y'all see that? Nah, I, didn't, say I that. didn't see that. I, I, saw I, did,
0: R- I, I saw it, but I didn't read it, though.
2: I saw that Riley from Trash Future said that the person that wrote it got caught doing a fake British accent. But I don't know if he was joking or not. Mm. But... uh. <clears throat> Do you there's want to like read? one of the funniest quotes in there man that I read uh, Kyra Green lives with anxiety and when she misplaced her boarding pass at the airport gate I was throwing shit all over the place uh, She like let's see here There's, you're right there's like one of the quotes was hilarious Aaron uh, oh, oh is this I what say, she said in it yeah it's affecting me health, ain't it? my, bo- <laughs> my boss was like why well, you say it like that Call them jobs worth. Oh, it's not what more jobs worth. Oh my god,
0: yo, that's bad. That's Uh, so fucking funny though, man. uh, Well, because like, what what is it? What is it supposed? I mean, it's not like we read it now, but like, what is their deal with that? What is it supposed to evoke? Well, I think I think that one person talked about a working class or some shit like that. They tried to use class like a cock. Like they get more cocky when things get rougher. (laughs)
2: <laughs> when you slightly change how you say things with a little accent, it gives you space for a most stressful thing it's all, it's all, it's the Ted lastification of everything, it's like it's like uh, ev- everything is stressful and needs to be run away from dude, I'm living dude, I'm fucking, I'm living my life n- differently starting now I'm no longer running from stress I'm going full bore into that motherfucker with Run an Australian accent Though <laughs> He knows what I'm talking about Yeah <laughs> My man, My what man knows <laughs> what I'm talking about He knows He knows what I'm talking about Oh shit man oh, right. <laughs> All right, Alright Alright lads Let's call it Alright You can mm. find us on in Patreon in it
0: <laughs> now you do it Australian
2: Cockney, uh, it's Australian Cockney. Yeah, like it's not gonna be perfect. Um. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Go check us out on Patreon. We'll see you later.
1: Later, peace.